Sean Dizzle. Mikey fucking Hizzle. <laughs> All right. Hey, everyone, strap in. I think it's going to be a good one. Strap in, baby. <laughs> we ain't holding back Happy on this one. Happy recording day. Happy recording day, bro. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. This is so funny. Uh, so <laughs> you were saying that it's not about the amount of drinks you've had. No. It's about how sh- how stiff they are. Yeah. How heavy is your pour? Yeah. That's the and real question. You could have 17 drinks all night. There's only a half an ounce of liquor in them all. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, you know, heavy handed, you could have two or three and be like, all right. Uh, that sums up my evening. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> anyway, how's the uh, uh, the Mikey Hizzle household doing? Uh, we're in chill mode. Uh, my wife is still sick. That sucks, and- bro. What she got? Yeah. My wife just came in yelling. Who, who's on Jeopardy, she said? I don't know. <laughs> she okay. literally unlocked and then opened the door and said, We gotta turn on Jeopardy. Oh, we gotta turn on Jeopardy. Yeah, apparently some... Yeah, we were recording. Some... Well, wait, wait, no, no, no. Come here, we gotta know why we gotta turn Jeopardy on. We yeah, can't... please. Greatest of all time, the three main people. Oh, the nerdiest fucking people in America. Yeah. Yes, Ken okay. Jennings is winning right now. Oh my God, you know him by name? Yes, I was. Watching. If you were watching it, how? You just got off of work. I don't know. That's my wife, everyone. Love her to and death. That's, the... that's not sarcasm. I do love her. She's still yelling about it. Yes, yeah, she is. That's Can you close quite the door funny. if you're gonna be like? Good lord. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, okay. So, as I was saying, my wife is still sick, so she's got an upper respiratory infection and an ear infection, and she can't hear out of one of her ears. So, what did you say? Um, exactly. <clears throat> so, that's what's going on here, but me and Max are still healthy. And actually, she was just asking me, how come I keep getting sick and you're not getting sick? She's like, you never get sick. Because you're weak. Well, I was thinking, well, I drink a lot of whiskey and you don't. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, at some point, when you're borderline alcoholic, there's actually physically no way that you can get sick because all of the alcohol kills all the immune systems fighting. Scientific stuff. Yeah, I don't want to bore you. Is this a PSA announcement? (laughs) (laughs) This is every mom's secret to keeping their kids healthy? You know my secret? What? Because I don't, like, now that I'm saying this, I'm going to get deathly sick tomorrow so i'm gonna go ahead and knock on wood got it my secret go-to is emergency Mm -hmm. every day wake up piss dump whatever you gotta do drink some emergency and i just go i just live my life and i rarely get sick wait a minute every single day you drink that I mean, I can't say every single day, but yeah, mostly every single day of my life. Uh, no way. For man, the past two, three years. Yeah. Wow. Yep. I, I think your method is a little bit cooler than mine. <laughs> what do you do? Just wake up? You're that awesome? No, I drink whiskey. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, all right. I don't want to sound like an alky, um, but too late. Anyway, oh, and then I'm still without hot water. By the way, dang. Yep. Well, it's a good thing that the uh, the weather is weird, dude. I still have green grass. We're mid January. Yeah. Why do I have growing grass in my yard? Yeah. You know what? I was outside burning some stuff in the front yard because that's what we do here in Soho. And uh, <laughs> and I looked down at the freaking rose bushes and they're budding. No way. Dude, it's mid-fucking January. And then motherfuckers are like, oh, time to spring up. <laughs> wow. Global warming could be a thing. I never bought into it until now. Which I still haven't, but I'm kind of questioning now. I'm like, well, maybe it's a thing. I know, right? It is quite convincing. Uh, by the way, this brandy is much better with ice. Bougie. FYI. Like, have you had a, a real good snow yet? Oh, yeah. We had him in November before Thanksgiving. Hans just creeped his way in. And now cool. he can't get out because the door's shut. Nice. Yeah, in November we got, I don't know, like eight inches of snow. See, we've got, what did we get? We had one snow that was like a legit snow, but then like the next day by the Uh, evening, it pretty much all melted away. So it like uh, was maybe an inch, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Oh, well, no, that shit lingered till the beginning of December for us. Um, so much so that we thought that, <clears throat> that you know, we everybody still had a bunch of leaves that were out, right? And, like, the day before, the city was going to come pick up the leaves because we're able to throw everything to at the curb, you know? Uh, the snow hit like crazy. And so not only did we have piles of snow, we ended up having... piles of snow on top of leaves and uh, it was quite a while before everything melted 
And thankfully, the city was like, hey, you pay enough in taxes, so we're going to extend our leave pickup because of the snow. So, <laughs> yeah, it was, a little, it was a bit rough. It was a, a quite a bit rough. But we got it. We got it. Hey, uh, so. Yes. Yeah, my hot, my hot water tank is still out. Yeah, that sucks, bro. Um, we. Hey, what are you I, doing? I, I keep. I, I keep calling the plumber and they're like, yeah, we're still waiting on the part. Well, I called today, the day of this recording, and they got the part in the warehouse and the lady said, well, it's showing that it's arrived. I'm going to do my best to, to get the plumber out there today to install the part for you. I said, okay, great. She said, I'll call you back. And then she never called back. So, um, bitches, I'm still... Uh, relighting the pilot myself every time I want hot water. So you can at least get hot water. Yeah, but if it takes a half an hour to get hot, it's not that fun. You know? Sure. So that, that's been that, you know, that's been the the drama here. I don't know, dude. So, so would you rather... <laughs> It's not even Wednesday. We're doing this right now. <laughs> We're doing this right now. All right. Would you rather? Late army. Would, <laughs> would you rather never ever be able to take a hot shower again, another day of your life? Okay. Or never ever be able to take a shit in your own house ever again? I would go with never having hot water. <laughs> And the reason being, I don't take super hot showers. Like, and you know what? Fuck it. Secret time. Secret time? Secret time. Brooke takes such hot showers that I swear she has no skin. Like, she's an alien. I don't know how (laughs) she does it. I don't be doing that. You know what I'm saying? I want it warm. I feel you. That's it. Warm. I don't have, it doesn't have to be hot. I actually don't like it when it's hot. I want it to be warm, right? It's got to kill some germs. But when it's fucking like call the fire department, you got some third degree burns, you're going to need surgery. I don't do that shit. (laughs) So I would rather just never have hot water again so that I could shit in my house whenever I wanted. Wow. You're three or four times a day. Yeah. I'll make it work. I'll hold it. It's fine. <laughs> it's what I, the alternative. It's what I do anyway. The, the alternative is like, you know, you got to run to the coffee shop or run to, uh, you know, Starbucks or something. McDonald's. Blow out somebody else's bathroom, right? Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Let them clean up the mayhem. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. No, thank you. I think I would have to say, um, I'd have to agree with you. I'll take a cold shower the rest of my life because secret time. Secret time. Secret time. I left work at lunchtime today (laughs) to go home and take a shit. (laughs) Oh, man. You text me today and I was like, damn. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, it, it was bad, man. So we had white chicken chili the other day for our dinner. Ah, the culprit. And, uh, that, and so the beans, man, they're good for your heart, right? So, and then the this eat. morning, <laughs> the more you fart, right? <laughs> so, um, so this morning, I, I, you know, over the, you know, the other day, I, I smoked a chuck, chuck roast, right? We talked about this. I smoked the chuck roast, and um, and I had totally forgotten about it because we did ribs and a chuck roast. So the ribs were on top, chuck roast on the bottom. All that drippings from the ribs got onto the chuck roast. Oh, it was immaculate. Well, the next day, Jenna made white chicken chili, and I had forgotten about the chuck roast. So this morning, I'm looking for something to take the lunch, and I'm like, nah, I can't handle the beans. I'm looking around. And I saw the chuck roast and I'm like, that is going in my mouth right now. So that's what she I said. literally, <laughs> I literally, uh, I heated it up and took a couple hard boiled eggs and I ate half of the chuck roast on the way to work for breakfast. <laughs> and then when I got to my desk, I ate one of the eggs. Well, by lunchtime, 11 o'clock, I was done, dude. I'm like crossing my legs trying to hold the farts in. It was terrible. (laughs) So I looked at my buddy. I said, hey, bud, have a good lunch. And I left. It was like a quarter to 11. I left and jumped on the freeway, went straight home and blew out the bathroom. It was nuts. And then I felt disgusting. So I immediately took a shower. (laughs) And, And after I took a shower, I was like, huh. I haven't shaved in a few days. So I stood there and I shaved my head. Went back downstairs. Oh, you're talking about your ass. No, shut up. <laughs> then I, uh, like a dummy, what did I do? I ate the second half of the chuck rolls for, for lunch. Of course. With an egg. So uh, by the time I left work about 3.30... Uh, this afternoon, I, I was once again. I was turtling, trying to get home. <laughs> so <laughs> just letting it loose the whole way home. <laughs> uh, yeah, awesome. Damn. That's a lot of poop talk. We got to stop the poop talk. <clears throat> well, we said on the last podcast on Wednesday that we were going to talk about something so let's make good on that and talk about it what do you say yeah yeah so for those who uh, you know for our listening audience here last episode we announced that there were changes coming in the house of David so they are moving to a new city Yep, yep. Just outside of St. Louis. And, um, which, you know, towards the end, I was like, you know, it's a really, really big move. So, um, how did you come to that conclusion that it was, you know, because as Christians, we always want to make sure that we consult God with major changes in our lives and, and seek his will, right? Like, you, you wouldn't make a big investment 
you know, in real estate without talking to your spouse. And and I just think that, you know, it's quite natural to consult the ones you love before you make a big move like that. God being the one, right? So, um, so I just always wonder like with different people, you in particular, how did you come to that conclusion? You know, how did you and Brooke come to that conclusion together that this was the will of God for you? You know, what did that process look like? Just thought that it would be an interesting topic. Yeah. And I didn't think that giving it 10 minutes would really uh, do it justice. No, for sure. Yeah, I have quite a bit to say. Uh, I will start with, uh, it started. You never prayed. Yeah, no, we didn't. <laughs> and when we did, we prayed to Satan. Uh, yeah. He really led our decision making. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Didn't um, leave you to Detroit. Honestly, it started before the offer and the opportunity even presented itself. And, uh, you know, we were both uh, prayerful people. And, you know, it, it just naturally in conversation in life, things are like, hey, you know, I think I think something's like it's it's time for something to happen. You know, and we have conversation as a couple and, you know, we pray about stuff and uh, whether it's together or and or individually or both, um, you know, and then you kind of just let life happen honestly and if you have an opportunity arise then you pursue it or you at least you know kind of question it and see if it's a thing right and that's kind of like part of our story is uh because her part like the main reason that we're moving is her full-time job not the photo video thing some opportunities came about but before that she was looking for like hey what's the next step for me in my career and what's the next you know what are some opportunities and then when those came about it's kind of like all right well this could happen so i'm going to put in for it right meantime separately we're praying and individually we prayed but i think it was more so separately yeah Uh, like more often obviously you know sure and um sure you know as it came to pass the opportunity presented itself and it was like yeah you were doing this thing you have an opportunity to relocate with this promotion you know, we talked about it as a couple, and uh, some more prayer involved. But it, it honestly, it wasn't. It wasn't mostly prayer. It was mostly, "Hey, does this make sense?" And that's where I think a lot of, a lot of times we can get lost in, "God, I need to hear you," right? Like if you yeah. just make it super fucking clear. And you show up with a piece of paper that literally says exactly what I need 
it to say, then I'll move, right? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't happen. That's not realistic, right? Nope. God gave us a brain, and we need to use that brain. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to be, like, unspiritual. I'm just being real. You know what I'm saying? So for us, I'll just stay on that lane because that's what I can speak to. You know, when it came time for this opportunity and it was like, well, should we pursue it? It's like, well, yeah, I mean, we've been wanting to relocate somewhere and it it was kind of everything we were looking for. And uh, so she put in and she got it, you know, and I think, you know, like I... There's always this balance of like being too spiritual, being spiritual enough and being not spiritual at all. Right. And that's kind of Christianese, but people who know what I'm saying, get it right. So like you're, you're either the person who wants the writing on the wall, which is never going to happen. Right. That was a miracle meant for a specific time that happened long, 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 long time ago for a very specific reason that should be not interpreted in 2020 that you physically need someone to write on a wall for you to move, right? Then you have the complete opposite pendulum swing of that where it's like, nothing's happening, so I'm not moving, right? And then you have the kind of more in between where it's like, okay, I like we as a couple, as individuals know what we want and there's things that could potentially happen. And then we have to make decisions, right? God doesn't have to intervene and make some miracle happen for us to decide if this is right or wrong for us. And just in the same breath, if he never intervenes and says it's right or wrong for us, we can still make the decision. Yes. Our goals, our aspirations, our dreams, the things that God has given us to do financially, blah, 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 blah. This makes the best, you know, uh, like it's, it's the best choice for us right now. So then we make that decision because again, God's given us a fucking brain. <laughs> and so that's that's what we did, right? Yeah. Um and I don't know if that makes sense or if I'm just sounding weird, but um I don't and honestly I don't know if that answers your question, but No, it, it does. I I think you know, I heard you say something that I thought was key. It's just that <clears throat> there has to be balance between you know, waiting on God to answer you and and weighing out what makes sense for you and your family. Yeah. And I, I think that that's a, a, a key point. Like you, as you said, you still have to use your brain and figure out what's going to, you know, how it's going to benefit you. And, um, you know, regardless of the amount of prayer you make, if it's going to be a bad move, hopefully you've put some forethought into it and you make the decision not to do it. But if everything on the other hand is looking up like a promotion, like 
the the place that you guys are going to live just worked out the promotion worked out the money worked out you know <laughs> everything you guys are doing with the house you're living in just worked out <laughs> whether you heard god or not it seems to be a lot of freaking doors opening for you and well and i think you know, i walk, think that is hearing god ah uh, well that that's a well okay i didn't get i didn't catch that from you but i understand like, you know does that make sense Oh, yeah, it makes perfect God sense. did not come down and write on our fucking bedroom wall, yes, take this move. <laughs> he also didn't right. come down and say, no, don't take this move. But yeah. he also didn't say anything. Like, I never audibly heard or felt in prayer, and I don't think Brooke has either, but she can speak for herself on another time. But she didn't tell me about it, so I don't think she did either. I, it was never like a... Yes, I am the Lord, and I saith, go unto thee, for thine shall prosper in this new becoming. Like, that wasn't a thing. You know, and we always want that. I'm guilty of that. In the past, for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, decisions I made, moves I made, I was always like, God, if if you want this, freaking do something. Move that rock. Send someone over to my house randomly and be like, hey, man, I think you should do this exact thing that you were thinking about. You know, and that's never happened to me. Right? Yeah. But here's some, here's a little nugget that my grandfather uh, <clears throat> has always told me, and I love him for it, right? And he would tell me stories, which I'll spare you at this moment because you're not going to care anyway. But the, the the whole premise of the thing is, I know something needs to happen. A change needs to like we're at we're at a pivotal point here. Something needs to happen, right? Pivotal, pivotal point. Pivotal. You said pivotal. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like you're at the time where change needs to happen, or you just need to keep doing what you're doing, right? Sure. And he he's said to me this time and time again, and I'll never forget it. And I hope it can help someone. <clears throat> but when you get serious with God, right? And you say, God, I want your will for my life. Okay. I'm laying down the things that I want. And I'm, I'm literally coming before you and saying, I'll do whatever you want. But if you tell me not to do this thing that I feel like I need to do, then I will not do it. But if you do not, come to me and say not to do this thing this is exactly what i'm going to do and if you mean that and you do that something's going to happen you know what i'm saying yeah he will either show up and stop it or tell you no somehow or speak through a wall or a person or an instance and you're just going to know or in his silence allowing you to pursue exactly what you told him you were going to do is still him speaking even though a word was never said a miracle never happened right yeah that is still god moving and i don't know why that's so hard for people to understand you know and you know yeah i'm just saying in general but sure yeah it's still god communicating to you 
you know, it may not be with words, but in your case, opening every freaking door possible in order to give you the nod of yes. Yeah, because on the flip side, could you imagine if we didn't take this opportunity, right? And we keep things the way we are, we keep doing life the way we are, and then we're like, oh, God, I wish you'd just do something so I would know, or open a door, and he's like, hello? (laughs) (laughs) You big I I mean, I couldn't have made the path any more straight for you. (laughs) The door was swung wide open, like the motherfucker came off the hinges, bro. Yeah. Like, why are you still there? You know what I'm saying? Right. And so that does wonders, or at least it sounds like to me that, you know, that would do wonders for your confidence and, you know, and your decision making. Yeah. You know, I just all of that stuff just working out the way that it has. It's almost like a no brainer. The more you discuss it, the more you talk it out, the more you evaluate the doors. You know, it's a, it's a pretty much a no-brainer. It's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, I do think God works <clears throat> in our lives more than we realize. And, you know, I, I want to say we, we need to realize it more, but. I know that's hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but so what do you think, though, is the... What do you think, then, is the hindrance to someone uh, being able to see those doors or to see God's will for them? Easy, bro. Uh, What? It's the unknown. Yeah, the fear of the unknown? Yep. Well, what if I take this job and X, Y, and Z happens? Well, what if we move and X, Y, and Z happens? Well, what if I just think that these doors are the open doors that God wants me to, like he hasn't shown up yet? And it's like, nah, bitch. Motherfucker, open that door for you. Now, if you come before God and you're saying, okay, God, this looks like the door that you've opened, right? Just being 100% real with God. That's what you got to do. Sounds kind of weird, but like you can have some balls when you're talking to the creator (laughs) of fucking everything and yourself. Okay, God, it looks like this is the door that you're opening for me and my wife. I'm going to go through it. We are going to do this unless you stop it. Yeah. And if you do not stop it or you, you know, whatever then this is the direction we're taking that's okay to say like it's okay to to talk to god like you would you know a friend a loved one or a parent like god is sovereign yes but he also pierced the veil so that we could commune with him via jesus christ his son who was murdered and blasphemed and chastised and fucking made a show of so that he could go down to death, hell, and grave and say, nah, motherfucker, I'm the ruler. Right? Yeah. It's in that power, it's in that confidence that we can say, okay, Lord, it looks like you're opening this door and I'm going to go through it. And if, Mm. unless you shut it, this is my direction. 
There's nothing wrong with that, bro. And you got to just, that's what you got to do. You can't be afraid of it. I mean, you can be afraid, but you still got to go through with it. You know what I'm saying? I think you just got satisfyingly deep, bro. Good Lord, I got satisfyingly deep in that mug. (laughs) It's true, though, man. And, like, I can say that because, luckily, (laughs) and it makes me a little emotional, but... Yeah. I had a great man of God in my life who could teach me that from yeah such an early age. And even until his fucking craziness as an old man, he still tells it to me like it's the first time, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so hopefully someone will listen to this and that legacy will go on, but and I'm sorry, I'm being a little pussy right now, but <laughs> suck it up, I love bitch. the fucking shit out of that man. <clears throat> yeah, Grandpa, I love you. But also, it's not just about him; it's about the truth that he's instilled. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, absolutely. I feel like a lot of people in in the faith of Christianity feel like God's on this pedestal and Jesus is on this pedestal and pastors are on this pedestal and then we go and we listen to them or we read the word and then we can't make decisions and we can't think for ourselves and we can't come to God and say this is fucking bullshit bro so this is what I'm going to do and you either need to stop me or I'm doing it God doesn't cower when when that's said, when you come to him like that, why would he cower? <laughs> he breathed right. life into us. We're only here because he made us. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying yeah. to go be an asshole and be like, whatever, but it's okay to to be an adult with Christ. I think in one of our past conversations was like, take the training wheels off your faith, right? right. Like, at what point in your in in life do you start talking back to your parents and say no that's not how i'm doing my finances i'm doing it this way because it makes more sense no i'm not making that decision because this is best for my family mom i love you but this is what i'm doing right why would it be so different talking to our heavenly father to our creator okay god here's what i see here's what i'm doing I need you to intervene if it's not what you want for me. Otherwise, I'm doing it. And that's, I think it's completely fine, you know? I agree. Anyway. I agree. Yeah, you know, it it comes with a little bit more maturity and relationship with God to to know that he's not going to smite you down because you were honest, (laughs) you know? If anything, our, our honesty endears him that much more to us and and you know what and i can't even i can't even say that honestly because because god's love is so perfect it is impossible for him to grow in love towards you you know but I, i really i said because god's love is perfect it's impossible for him to it's impossible for um, for his love to grow more towards us. 
like we can't do anything to make him love us more because he loves us infinitely and so perfectly. What a great statement. Yeah, so I guess so what I'm trying to say is, in a sense, I guess in a natural sense, I view it as, and this is just my opinion, that our honesty endears him more to us. But the reality is it's impossible for him to be, for him to increase in his love for us. Right? Sure. Because it's already perfect. Um, Don't but in my no natural better. mind, yeah, in my natural mind, my natural mind says, you know, the more honest you are with him, you know, maybe he'll look at you and say, oh, you know, I don't know. Like Clyde, the Jack Russell, our Jack Russell, when he wants something, he will sit on his bottom and, you know, sit straight up on his bottom with his paws out. And everybody loves it. They just eat it up like that is the greatest trick in the world. Uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes I feel like that's the way God looks at us. You know, especially when we allow ourselves to be vulnerable and honest and, um, you know, throw out all the stops. Like you said, it's like, here it is. Everything's on the table. Either I do or I don't. But, hey, if you're going to stop me, stop me. Because this is what I'm about to do. And uh, I want to do the right thing. I want to make the right decision for, for my family. Um, but I also admit that I'm not perfect. So I, I think that you're right. It's a, it's, a very big, it's a very big step, and it may not be the easiest thing to do, but it probably is one of the most necessary things to do. Is to just be honest and say, here's everything, you know, help me out or not, open the door or not, open it or close it, whatever you do, it's up to you. I think there's a, a huge trust factor in there. Yeah. And, uh, and kudos to you in Brooklyn for, uh, you know, being at that place of maturity and, and trust with God and your relationship with God to make statements like that you know it's a big deal it's just because we're old because <laughs> <laughs> you're old you know it's funny you brought up your dog yeah. because <clears throat> i was working from home today and hans came in here whining right our dog and uh usually if he whines he it's either two things he needs to poop pee or he's hungry right it's three things. Well, poop and pee. Go outside. Okay, he needs to go outside or he needs to eat. Good Lord. <laughs> so he came in here and he was whining, right? I'm like, well, I just took you out and it's nowhere near like food time. So I was just like, ah, oh, whatever. Go lay down. And he came back in like immediately and he was like, you know, whining. And I'm like, dude, shut up, right? And then the third time he came in, he's whining. I'm like, all right, what's wrong, right? Uh, and he started doing this, like, it, it wasn't a cough, but he was kind of like, <gasps> you know? So yeah. I take him in the kitchen. I'm like, get some water, bro. He wouldn't drink the water. So, oh, speak of the devil. Here he is. 
<laughs> so he uh he was just looking at me and I was like, All right, I'm gonna sit down on the floor and I'm I'm just gonna I don't know, hold him, right? So he gets in my lap and I'm like kinda, you know, popping his throat Stroking a little him. bit and like yeah, yeah, rubbing his throat a little bit. I'm like, dude, like you sound like you're gonna throw up, like what's going on? And then within about forty five seconds to a minute it just went away and he just laid in my lap like, oh, I'm at peace now. And it's kind of like, I didn't do anything. Literally, I just sat there and like rubbed his throat for a second, right? And like his dogness, just him being, worked whatever the problem was out and then he was fine. And I don't know, maybe that's kind of like a analogy to like what we've been talking about but like (laughs) you lost me at his dogness well the fact that like (laughs) if you parallel me with god and him with humans all i had to do as god was just hold him and pat him and be like bro i love you i don't know what's wrong but i'm here for you and then things worked out you know what i'm saying not like things worked out like mystically but like it just happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There was no yeah. mystery. There was no magical, like, oh, my God. And then he said, out with you. And then some vomit came out of him, and he was fine. No, it was just as simple as, like, uh, he feels me loving him and holding him and being, like, concerned for him. And then he was fine. I don't know. Take what you yeah. want from it. Maybe I'm just rambling, but... No, I get that. I get that. It's kind of funny, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Cause I, I, I guess because I think we always think God's going to be the fixer and healer of all our little bitty problems and our big problems. And if he doesn't do something, then we're screwed. You know? And it's like, oh, he gave us a brain. Like, he, you know, he created us. If I only had a brain. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, you're right. We have a brain. We we have the ability to make the choices on our own. Um, But there's something to be said about, you know, feeling close enough to God to, you know, just lay in his lap and and look for his peace, you know, and look for his direction. Yeah, like, was Um, the peace that... Hans felt laying in my arms, knowing that I'm his master, I'm his caretaker, I'm his provider. Was that enough for him to be like, okay, I'll be fine? Yeah, crisis averted. Everything's good. Yeah, I I believe so. And, And I think that you're absolutely right. That's exactly how it is. You know, Paul tells us to follow peace, pursue it, you know, follow the things that make for peace. You know, just over and over again, uh, scripture talks about the importance and necessity of following after peace. Um, because, it, you know, I, I believe that when things are extremely frustrating, um, they're, they're against the will of God. You know, it, it may not necessarily be the right thing for you if all the freaking doors are closing. Is what I'm saying. I don't mean to say yeah. like if it's not easy, then it, then God must not be in it. 
because not everything in life is easy. I don't mean that, and you know, in the extreme sense. Um, but you know, even when things are difficult, you can still have peace that you're making the right decision. You know, even when there's obstacles, you can still have peace. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to say. I think it is still important to follow peace. Of course, and I think that comes yeah. through. I've said like God gave us a brain to think for ourselves, but it also comes with that coupled. I guess what I didn't say earlier was, you know, I'm I'm not a new Christian, right? I've read the Bible, right. I've studied the Bible, I've preached the Bible, I've read concordances, I've gone deep into meanings of like vocabulary and Hebrew and Greek and this and that. And I'm not trying to build myself up. I'm just saying like my pursuit of my faith in God and his word over the years, I'm a little more mature now to, to decipher things. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just about prayer. It's about, you know, having a mature faith and figuring that out. Like the relationship that you have with your savior, you know, and that, that doesn't come just from going to church and listening to one guy talk about the same sermon over and over every year, you know, no, sir. It's a, you develop your faith (laughs) with your savior. Anyway. Right. Taking them training wheels off bitch. (laughs) And you're going to fall. Yeah. First time I took my wheels off my train bike, I fell. Yeah. And I scratched my knee and I cried and I didn't want to get back on the bike. But someone who loved me said, no, you got this, bro. Yeah. You can do this. No doubt about it. Keep going. Don't be a quitter. Right. Basically, if if you live your life like I did, you'll be awesome. That's all I'm saying. Oh, of course. (laughs) I mean, the gold standard, right? The freaking gold standard of success. God's going to strike me down right now and be like, nah, bitch. Smite me, almighty smiter. (laughs) (laughs) Smitten thine bosom into the unholiness of forever. Yeah. It's like that movie uh, with Jim Carrey and um, uh, the voice guy. What's his name? Uh, Damn it. The voice guy? Yeah. Which one? It was Jim it was Jim Carrey and um it was the movie about God. Oh god. These late night recording sessions, man, we gotta stop doing it. Brain fart. People who know what you're talking about know what you're talking about. So just let's let's continue. I don't know what All you're right, talking just, about. There's been so many people on the voice. Adam Levine. No, not the voice, the freaking TV show. I'm saying the voice actor and Denzel uh, Washington. And, no, the black guy. Morgan Freeman. The narration. Morgan Freeman. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck you. Fucker. Will Smith. God. No. Morgan Freeman. Michael Jackson. He was God. And Jim Carrey was the knucklehead. And he thought that he could do a better job than God. So God granted him. 24 hours of being him. You don't remember that movie? 
I do. I can't remember the name of it. But Secret Time. Secret Time? What? I always get Morgan Freeman and Denzel Washington mixed up. I don't know why. How the hell is that even possible? It doesn't make sense. But I do it all the time. (laughs) So black people look the same. No, it's not what I'm saying. Racist fuck. <laughs> Just for some reason, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's only those two actors. I, I don't Morgan know. Morgan Freeman and Denzel Washington yeah. look absolutely nothing alike. I I know that. But they're not even in the same generation. Be like, yo, remember that Pulp Fiction movie? And I'm like, yeah. Dude, they're like, <laughs> like Morgan Freeman is like, 20 years Denzel Washington senior. Yeah, he's old. I get it. I know that. That's what I'm saying. I know all They don't this. even remotely look close. I'm just telling you, bro, it's a secret time. Why are you judging me? I'm judging you hard right now. <laughs> Very hard. They look nothing alike. Um I think it's the voices. Now, no, 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 they don't even sound the name. There's, no, there's nowhere close. No, they're not close, but they just, they have those iconic, deep, what? black man no, voices. Morgan Freeman does. Denzel Washington does not. Denzel Washington sounds like a, 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 like a, like a black kid who. You don't even know. Who uh, <laughs> grew I, up I white? <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah, he went to Princeton. <laughs> I don't know, well, man. A, his voice is much lighter. It, it's not. There's no depth to Denzel Washington's voice. They're just I mean, my. They're like my two black guy actor go tos. Really? You know, when people are like, "Oh, who's that black guy in that movie?" I'm like Denzel Washington, and like, no, the other one. I'm like Morgan Freeman. They're like, yeah. Maybe that's why. I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, at least both of them still have hair. <clears throat> you, you, you're good there. I uh, I appreciate both of them. It's not a racist thing. It's not, not an age thing. I I literally don't know why I always fuck it up between those two. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I get it. I get it completely. You were judging me earlier. Now you get it. No, I got it the first time. I was just you're still judge worthy. So <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. You know, uh I used to get confused, uh Lawrence Fishburne and uh who was the guy who's on the Matrix. You know who I'm talking about? The, Lawrence Fishburne. The black dude. <laughs> yeah, the black dude. And then there was another actor that I always got mixed up that looked just like them. I don't know. See, here's my other problem. I don't really remember actors and their names and their faces. Like, I can see their face, but I don't know their name. Hmm. Yeah, it's just iconic movies. Unless we talk talking about Scarlett Johansson. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, um, she's no. coming out with that Black Widow movie. I'm trying to find an IMAX theater so I can see her as big as she can be. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, of course. It's my boo, she, boo. She is, um, she's flawless. She's absolutely gorgeous. Yep, no doubt about it. 
Plus, I read like three articles about her, so I know everything about her. Oh, only three? <clears throat> I'm kidding. I'm just playing into that whole like, I really know who she is, man. I watched this one interview. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne and Samuel L. Jackson. Ah. I would get those mixed up all the time. And you're black. Um, so what does that make you? Racist? No, it doesn't make me racist. It makes you confused. No, it's just that when Lawrence Fish... So Samuel L. Jackson, he shaves his head now, right? Every time you see him, he has a shaved head. I guess. I don't know. Come on. Every I just told you I don't know actors' faces. <laughs> every every movie that he's in, every commercial that he's in, he's a clean head, clean face. Well, Is he the Allstate guy? Yes. No, he's not the Allstate guy. <laughs> you said yes. He almost he almost got me. No. He's the he's the Capital One guy. What's in your wallet? Oh, uh, okay, anyway. yeah, yeah. He's in that car. Yeah, exactly. He's like, yeah. Don't let that go to your head, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> he's perfect. <laughs> he's perfect for that commercial. Anyway. Lawrence Fishburne, when he shaves his head, like in The Matrix, you saw The Matrix, right? That trilogy? Of course. Morpheus. Yep. He has a bald head and a clean face, and he always wore sunglasses. Samuel L. Jackson wears sunglasses and glasses all the time. And for a while, because I was like obsessed with The Matrix and watching it all the time, yeah. I kind of got the two of them confused a, a few times. But happens to the best of us, bro. Yeah, I'm sorry to admit that. I know who they are now, though. I'm not. I don't get them confused anymore. Yeah, I don't do it as often, but I still do it, <clears throat> unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, it's all good. But again, it's because I'm old. Yeah. How about Morris Chestnut? You know who that is? I'm talking about my nuts on air, bro. <laughs> Shut up. No, from the name, uh, I don't. I'm, seriously, it, there's very few actors you can say their name, and I know who they are. Holly Berry. Uh, oh, duh. Oh, okay. You said very few. Well, okay, you can't say one of the fucking hottest female actors. Jesus. I know. I know, I know. It's sick how gorgeous That's like, she is. Oh, do you know what Tom Hanks looks like? Yeah, of course I know what Tom Hanks looks like. I don't know. I probably wouldn't be able to pick him up out of a lineup. Oh, okay. Even though you got that pet rock. What's it, what's it got to do with Tom Hanks? Because of Castaway, bro. You and him, you oh, have yeah. this, like, spirited thing. It's like, you know, communal. Let me tell you the truth right now. This isn't a secret time. This is the honest to God truth. (laughs) You said Tom Hanks. You said Tom Hanks, and my mind immediately went to Tom Cruise. That's how bad it is. Wow. We got to put a yep. We got to put a bow on it. Maybe it is a race thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I don't know why I'm laughing at that. (laughs) My my brain is so tired right now, dude. I. I can't even function right now. 
I think we gotta just tie it up. Scientologist Tom Cruise, really? They're completely dun, unrelated. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, it's Mission Impossible. You know, my wife has never seen Top Gun. I gotta get her to see Top Gun so she knows who Maverick is. And I don't know if she's seen any of the Mission Impossibles either, but those are gay, so. Alrighty then. Sean is, uh. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. This time this <laughs> you're still last, here with us. <laughs> the last 10 minutes was a bust. We uh, we we have a website, and it is easy to find. You just go to www.unchurchpodcast.wordpress.com. You can find archives, all the shit we've been talking, all the secret times, all the satisfyingly deeps, and more weird rants uh you can email us at unchurchedpod at gmail we're on uh twitter and instagram handle at unchurchedpod and uh yeah yeah, that's pretty much it if you're trying to figure out some next steps in life we hope you got some nuggets that you can think about and apply to yours but uh God's not always going to come down on his white horse and give you a handwritten letter. Okay? Use your brain. Make some decisions. And be honest with him. I love no my doubt. grandpa. That's for him. Indeed. Indeed. Um, hey, listen. If you want to be on the podcast as an interviewee and you got a cool story. If you can hang. Yeah, by all means. Drop <laughs> us an email. <laughs> at unchurchpod at gmail.com and um, also like and share yes like and share also I want to know what celebrities you people be getting mixed up with that's that's what I want to know Damn. drop us what a you line mean by you people homie and then we'll talk huh what you mean by you people you people the people that are listening oh. why are you taking that on a racist thing it was fun. That's on you. That ain't on me. I just mean the people that are fucking listening. I don't care if you're pink. You can be translucent. As long as your fingers work on a keyboard, I want to know what you're thinking. Yeah, let us know what you think. That'd be cool. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, man. I know. I was going downhill real fast. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Peace. Peace.